Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hi everybody, welcome back to the shift. Uh, this week's guest is Mike Feeney. He's a hilarious comedian. You might already know him from the Irish Goodbye podcast. Um, so I was absolutely delighted to get him on. He's a good friend of mine. And so this week we just chat about more male issues. So we talk about uh, the different forms of male contraception that there is there or the ones that they're trying to work on to invent for the future. So we have the chats about that. And then we also talked about performance anxiety and ED and tablets. And then Mike gave great advice uh, for people on how to deal with that if your partner has um, performance anxiety. So we chat a lot about that. And we also just talk about our own personal lives. Mike talked about his wife and how they met. And I talked about dating this new guy, dealing with certain things as they come up. So really just have the chats. Great. Absolutely love Mike. So delighted he's on this episode. I think you're really going to like it. And then if you want to sign up to the Patreon, the video is up there. So it's the Patreon forward slash the shift podcast. Also, tomorrow's episode will be up there tomorrow night. Um, Oh, sorry. I mean, next week's episode will be up there tomorrow night. So that's with Maura Faye from the Two Johnnies podcast and uh, Maddie Smith from Wild Night. We'll be doing an episode in the morning. So looking forward to doing that. Also on the Patreon is solo episodes as well. So I do them on Sunday nights and it's just really uh, a more in detail, kind of unfiltered uh, 30 minutes to an hour of my just dating and uh, sex life uh, stuff that is a bit more gossipy that I A, don't get a time to talk about on the podcast with the guests or B, just that, you know, I'm like, well, that's a bit much. I'll keep this for the Patreon. <laughs> um, so if you want to go listen to that, it's really just about dating in New York City um, and as a 30 year old now, I guess. Oh, and two people messaged me being like, oh, why does it say it's like 200 euro or $200 or whatever the fuck it says um, to sign up to the Patreon? It's not that much. That's just how much I make a month off it. So people just subscribe and it's like, you, it's just pay as you want. So you just click on it and you pay whatever. I just didn't do tiers because I was just like, oh, I don't know what to be charging for this. I'll just let people decide. But yeah, so if you want to see stuff early, um, there's also a bonus episode up there with Sex Shuppa that I have to put out on the podcast. I just haven't put out on the shift yet. So that's just uh, up there early, the video of that, where we just talk about the different type of sex toys. But hopefully now I put that out next week as a bonus episode if I get edited in time. And other than that, I hope you're all well and enjoy this episode and I'll talk to you at the end. But So we'll just go ahead. But what I wanted to talk about was male contraception. Have you heard of any of the male contraceptions? um like in terms of like um yeah like not besides condoms you're talking about yeah beside condoms so there's then what are the other ones okay well there's condoms which is 98 percent um and then uh, when you look it up there's like they mentioned pull out which is like 78 percent which sounds good right you're like 78 but then that's every 22nd couple for 100 people will get pregnant and i'm like that sounds way worse i know 100 people 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It worked for me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, pull and pray. That's what they always called it. Did you up. ever do pull out? Uh, yeah. I mean, of course. When there's been time, but like, but here's the thing with with pulling out. It's my buddy uh, got a girl pregnant that way, but he didn't even he did pull out, but he still got her pregnant because you can still get pregnant off of like you know the the precum kind of a situation. So and he was like, "What you can?" And you're like, "Yeah, what do you? What are you? You don't know that? It's crazy." Yeah, that's crazy. And has he got a child now? He has like a child? Uh, no. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, uh, they found alternative modes of, uh, of, of, you know, dealing with the situation. But, um, but they were young. It was like, in, they were in high school, you know, so it was, it was very, uh, it was very young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. No, fuck that. Um, yeah, so I did pull out a bunch. I'm definitely infertile. And I hope not, because I'd like to have like one kid maybe one day or have yeah. a choice. But I did pull out with a couple of partners. So doesn't it freak you out, though, when you think about the like, you don't even know if you're infertile until you essentially start trying to have a kid. And then like, it doesn't work for a while. And then you can, I mean, I guess you could be proactive and go get a test and see. But it's like, who wants to who wants to get that? T- it's like, you know, it's like, you're like, oh, I feel this weird lump. And you're like, well, that's not good. You know what I mean? You're like, do you go to the doctor or just ignore it as long as possible? Ignore it always, which is yeah. bad. So bad. I'm like, yeah. Grand. Um, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I wouldn't get a fertile test yet until, because then, because it's like, you don't want to worry about it. And then whatever, there's other options. You can cross that bridge, but there's no point in putting that in your head. And then like, you might decide not to have kids. So. Well, and I, but there is, a, I guess, a benefit to where if like if they if they told me when I was like twenty or something like, oh, you're completely sterile, it would have changed. It changes your whole like goals or things with life, where you're like, all right, so I'm never having a kid, and now I can focus on. You know what I mean? It's just like you almost in the back of your head. If you ever have the idea of having a kid, you kind of have to like be like, all right, is this a good long term idea? Because if I ever have a kid, this might, you know what I mean? Like you start thinking like that. But if that's out of there, it's just one less thing to worry about, I guess. Are you sterile? I don't know. I have no oh. idea. I have, I have, uh, you know, my wife and I have not, uh, you know, had, you know, decided to try to have kids or anything like that. But I also do smoke a ton of weed. So, you know, there is always that fear that like you would have a low sperm count or something but i don't know i don't, I have no idea again because i ain't getting the test to find out <laughs> we'll just i'll just wait i'll just wait until it's a problem yeah <laughs> like everything that's great yeah <laughs> no it's a um... very irish thing to do both irish and i guess irish american is like the like just like suppress don't deal with it kick the can you know down the road yeah, we'll yeah. figure it out that's like like people are always telling me when people who listen to this podcast be like I think you need therapy <laughs> because like I obviously have like issues with my mother or whatever and I know when I have a kid that's gonna come out but in my head I'm always like I'll get therapy when I'm pregnant so before the kid yeah. I don't need to oh, worry there about you go. it <laughs> yeah just a quick a quick nine month therapy session and yeah, then get it over with <laughs> do have you ever been to therapy uh once when I was a kid and I didn't like it because before I went in my mother told me they're therapist is gonna probably ask you who do you want to live with and if you pick your father you'll never see me again you'll never see your grandmother and I was really close to my grandmother and you'll never see your friends you'll never be in the same school so when I went in that he did ask he said who would you like to live with and I was like my mother but in high like so I I don't really trust therapy because I should have never been placed with my mother and I'm sure that wasn't 
the and I'm glad I was like in the long run because it's made me who I am but like I'm just like I didn't trust it don't be asking a child that like and I'm sure I don't know I just it, it, I yeah but but I've spoken to so many people who like love therapy and have benefited from it so much I did sign up to better help recently mm-hmm. but it's fucking 60 dollars a week I make 200 dollars a week that's like half yeah. that's like half my money it's a lot and here's the thing I I went to therapy because everybody in comedy goes to therapy and everybody in comedy insists everybody needs to go to therapy. And I think therapy is definitely a net positive thing. And I went to this woman who was great on the Upper West Side for like two months. And, uh, you know, we she was it was nice to talk or whatever and have an unbiased opinion on things. But I'm like telling her about things in my life. And there's like, you know, I don't have any like, you know, major trauma besides you know parents being divorced and a lot of fight like being around a lot of fighting and stuff like that which you know i guess is trauma or whatever but i think on the on the whole spectrum of things i'm pretty well adjusted in terms because like the therapist kept saying throughout the two months that we were there she was like i don't really know why you're here (laughs) she's like you know what i mean she kept asking me that i'm like I, I don't know. Everyone said I should go to therapy. So I'm just trying to go to therapy. And she's like, but are you happy? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm in a great mood. And she's like, so why? <laughs> she's just like, I mean, you can keep coming, but I don't understand. That's nice. She's a good therapist because she was like, I'm not going to take your money if you don't need it. Yeah. And she basically was like, I mean, after the end of two months, she's like, listen, if you got anything, you know, you really want to get into and talk about, give me a call. I'm here. But uh, she's like, I don't know that you that you need. And this person, and she was $100 every time I went to see her. So it was like, which that Ooh. adds up too. So that was the other thing too, where I'm like, we might have to, might be a good time to kind of reel this in a little bit. But wait, I, I must have missed who told you to go therapy. People just told you? Every, every comedian... <laughs> You know, every comedian that we know, it's just like if if you're if you're funny, they they're in therapy, and for, if therapy becomes like a cult where it's like hey, you gotta go. It feels so good. You're gonna cry a lot. You're gonna figure shit out. And then they're also you know, and then they're also like, dude, you gotta go to fucking therapy. It's only comics. Only comics yeah. have ever told me I need to go to therapy. And they're like, worst case scenario, you get some good bits out of it. <laughs> Yeah, well, I had this friend and she would talk about her therapy sessions to me and she'd be like, oh, it's great, you know, but all of the therapy sessions were usually like, I feel like she could have cut out the middleman and just had that conversation with the person. So it was like, oh, I talked to my therapist about how such and such is behaving with me or how like her yes. partner and I I was always like, but I, I just think if you say it to them, that might solve the problem, you know? Right. Yeah. Or there's just like. It's just a weird thing. I because my thing with therapy, I know I have a, a friend who goes to therapy who I have known for a very, very long time, and he is like very um, you know, narcissistic. And and he show he's been in therapy for years and years and years, and he's shown zero personal growth or improvement, but he like swears by this therapist. And I'm like, is it two one of two things are going on? Uh one, this is just a bad therapist who's just taking your money. Or two, which is the most likely scenario with I feel like a lot of people that go to therapy is everyone is the hero of their own story. So they're just telling like the the world is out to get me. And then this person said this to me and this person affronted me this way when really that's not how it happened. It's just how they perceived it and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, I, I do agree with that. I think a good therapist will tell you what's up like a good friend. 
and yeah. you know being like uh, like especially I think a good friend is always one where you're like and then he said this and then he did that and then you know where they're like well actually you're kind of wrong in this situation and you're like oh fuck fuck I am yeah, yeah. <laughs> damn, God it. damn it yeah I was out with two comedians I was out with a bunch of comedians and two of them were hammered and then they started talking about going to therapy and then they asked each other who their therapist names were and they're both the same therapist and I was like oh this poor therapist <laughs> there is one therapist in the city who's like the the comics therapist that you He's know that guy, guy? yeah he's an upper west side there's like no less than 20 comedians who go to him and it's fucking insane to me they're like oh he gets it man he gets comedy he gets the grind and you're like he's just an old jewish guy <laughs> taking everyone's money and he's just he's like oh yeah you know you gotta worry about the tonight show it's like he just because he knows what an open mic is doesn't mean that he's it's and it's that dude for sure at some point just gonna write a tell-all book with all these famous comedians i mean he's why wouldn't it you know what i mean it's like uh it's crazy great for him though for picking his like niche market you know yeah i guess so too i don't know it's uh i actually before i found the other therapist i emailed that guy because i was like all right let's see what this fucking i like wanted to go almost in spite to be like let me see what this guy's all about you know and i got denied they wouldn't even i couldn't even make an appointment with him he was like ah oh, no i'm not i'm not seeing anybody else so i'm like i know i know i know uh a-list comedians or i guess b-list comedians and i know open micers that see him and everybody in between and he was like no i don't have any room for you and i'm like okay all right you fucking you know now i he hate this knew guy. you were fine he was like oh yeah. I, I sensed by this guy's email he's doing fine your email was yeah. like can i book a therapy session not uh like having a meltdown <laughs> yeah yeah just all in capitals it was so weird when i signed up to better help they were like explain why you need this and it's such a hard question to answer other than people keep telling me to do it <laughs> well it's so antithesis of like you know uh, just that like uh, that irish heritage that we that like you know and i guess it's it's obviously going to be different for you growing up in ireland but there's this irish american thing it's like and it's not like my my family was is a very loving family and I, and the the older i get and the more people i meet with their families i'm like oh my god besides my mom and dad that fought a lot like my mom's family and my dad's family separately are like great like they all know there's no fighting between them you know what i'm saying like yeah. in all the everyone is the nucleus is very strong everybody's very full of love but it's still a thing where you're like you know my dad i never knew who my dad voted for once in his life. Like there's just a thing of like, you grow up in like a, and cause his dad is like, you never talk about politics. You never talk about how much money you make. You never talk about how much your house costs. Just like, I, I don't know what it is. Like I, I used to equate that to like, you know, being a decent person. Like, it's so weird to me when someone's like, what's your rent? What are you paying? And you're like, uh, that's like a, per it's like a personal question. It's the same thing to be if someone was like, who'd you vote for? You're like, I don't, why are you at, that's not, that's my thing to do. But now it's like, if I don't not only tell you who I vote for, but if I don't vote for the person you're voting for, I'm a piece of shit. Like it's, it's crazy how much it's changed. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I find culturally, I struggle with that. Like, I can't believe that uh, Americans will be like, hi, how are you? Nice to meet you what visa are you on and i'm like jesus don't be asking immigrants that that's crazy yeah but yeah it's like yeah they're, it's yeah stuff that you wouldn't ask back in my country it's very but also people are more open here as well and more poetic maybe um like more comfortable more, 
more poetic here? I feel like Ireland's yeah. all poets. I feel like, yeah, like the ones that get published. But I mean, I feel yeah. like if we were like, um, like if you want to say, like I'm feeling tired, just say I'm feeling tired. But people like me here might, might be more expressive. Like, um, like the, the snooze is within me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to that people are, the snooze is within me? <laughs> not not comedians i just i don't know yeah. who i'm talking to yeah just people in the park just uh, walking around guys like, i date yeah yeah all right they have a lot of chunky scarves they wear and stuff <laughs> <Yeah>. like that <laughs> sending me bones yeah oh man no 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 the guys i date usually don't know how to express their emotions but the most recent one he's very good at expressing his emotions but um yeah but we'll see how that goes um yeah. What about vasectomy? What about it? Did I? I don't have. I didn't get one. I, <laughs> Would you I, ever I, get one? I know my my neighbors growing up. They had they had five kids, and um, you know the mother was a stay at home mother. The the dad was a police officer, so they weren't weren't making a ton of money. And so the father was wanted ten, wanted ten, ten kids? kids. That was his goal was to have ten kids. And after five, the mom's like, yeah, maybe. Oh, and then she got and then she got her her tubes tied because she told him to get a vasectomy. And he was like, no. So then she got her tubes tied. So it's uh, it's one, you know, one or the other. But I don't know. I feel like a vasectomy. I think you can get it reversed. Right. Mm -hmm. But it yeah. seems like such a, a permanent I don't know. I feel like things, even if they reverse it, might not work the same anymore. I don't know. I'm very weary of any surgery in, in that area. I, I'd be very, I would never advise anyone to do it. But statistically, according to the internet, it's 98% uh, within 15 years of a success rate for the surgery and then 50% chance of pregnancy. So you're still looking at 50% chance that it might not work. Oh, wow. um, but it's way less invasive than getting your tubes tied because your tube tied is like a, an actual operation. And then like that, you know, you're cutting off like certain hormones that you're, you know, you're putting yourself into an early menopause, I guess. Um, and then with the vasectomy, it just, you still ejaculate and everything. So, and it's literally just a, you're awake. It's a procedure outside. They just make a snip into your balls. But I think men are like, my balls! But ours is like a, yeah. to get your tube tides is like a proper, you're like knocked out. It's a proper surgery. Yeah, but that'd be like, if I'm like, oh, we just got to like cut into your tit while you're awake. You'd be like, no, what? No, like it's, it's a horrible. If it stopped having babies, I'd rather the tit cut than the, <laughs> as it's I hold horrible. my tit. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm holding my balls. I'm like, no, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's interesting though, because so they've been trying to work on this, um, so like let's say but going with the idea of vasectomy but not permanent or not as permanent not as scary there is a gel that they're working on that they inject um into your uh it's called a vas detron or something like that it's the tube where the sperm will come out so mm -hmm. it just stops the sperm you still ejaculate and then when you want to have kids they put they inject you again and it dissolves the the little blocker um, wow. And there's two types of versions of it they're working on now. Um, and then you'll be good to go. But it's just the human trials, they just don't know for the future. So I guess there hasn't been a long enough. But like on animals, they've been grand. The mice have it been. Just, it just seems like, you know, and, you know, I, I can't really speak to this as a as a married person who's been in a long-term relationship. But like for me, if I was a single guy, um, 
the 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 point of a vasectomy or one of those things would be like so you could have unprotected sex and not have to worry about it because unprotected sex is, is is way better you know but the the chances even if you not even of getting pregnant the chances of you then catching an std has got a skyrocket if you're just having unprotected sex with everybody in the yeah. hopes that it won't you know what i'm saying so you're like it's already what is it one in four have herpes or something like that so you're like that's mm-hmm. already like just a russian roulette let alone any other thing you can get so it's like i don't know for me i would be so worried about getting some sort of disease i'd probably be wearing like four condoms yeah. no that's true <laughs> and i think these options are only for if you're in a relationship and you want to do unprotected sex but like if you're not yeah fucking condoms because like i don't want to be getting like it's just to imagine even just getting like genital warts or something just the pain of having to burn that shit off or like it probably doesn't even hurt i think you get a cream and, you, and it's solved but like i mean having to go to the doctor i don't have time for that shit yeah it seems like a whole thing my, my friend's girlfriend was allergic to latex which was which posed an issue, so he had to do uh, lambskin condoms, which he said were fucking way more expensive at the time. He's very upset about it. They're not even guaranteed uh, protection against STDs. Really? Say, yeah, like especially like HPV and stuff, but it's not a full. It's not the same as actual latex condoms. Jesus. You and see? then you can get like there was there's like a really tin condom now. Anyway, I was having sex last night, and when I his penis popped out, and um, when I went to put it back in, I thought the condom came off because it was that tin. And then he was like, "No, oh, it's on." Shit. But it's it's that, like that sucks with two and those condoms too because once they're like off, it's just it's you know it's it's so hard to try to fucking you know. Get that's where that's like every movie, right? Where they're like, ah, forget this, and the next thing you know, they're pregnant. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> as much as I say, I'm probably like as much as I like be like Jesus, I've been lucky like not to get pregnant and stuff. But now that I've said that, next week I'll be like, oh, fucking yeah, pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh. No, no. Um, so yeah, so that that thing though, it's not a vasectomy. It's just like I don't know what what it's called. Um, oh, they didn't have the name, but it's it's a thing. It's a it's a gel. The so. gel thing, yeah. But the thing That's is, it. like, they're not going to. And the pi- the pill for the man as well is something you can take. And the way the pill works is it has like whatever pro something projects it. I don't know and then testosterone I don't know how to say these words testosterone yeah so that you so there's no side effects and it just it just kind of kills the sperm but Hmm. men were like certain men were like oh I had headaches I got gained weight I was like felt emotional so they don't like and the thing is when women have already been doing it for years there's no market for that like why would they like why would any man be like you'd have to be in a loving relationship and be like okay I you know I'll do this for you but they're not no yeah no man is going to do that yeah i know another person who they 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 had their wife had to go off of birth control because she was like having like pretty terrible side effects so then they had to go to like wearing condoms after you know years of being together and you're like oh that sucks dude <laughs> if you're like you know you have let's say five years of you know you know you're you're monogamous and you're fucking just having unprotected sex and then you know, and then she goes on the pill. Then you just have to go back to condoms. It's like that's the whole point of being in a in a long term relationship is that you don't have. I haven't worn a condom in fucking thirteen years. I think it. it I think it's been. It's like you know that's the that's that's it. That's the argument for relationships. <laughs> yes, yes, that's a great argument for relationships, and not one that's going to work in my future relationships. I don't want to be on the pill. I get UTIs when I fuck without a condom, and yeah, 
I just I love condoms so and plus I don't have the HPV vaccination so um until I get that I'm not doing it again unprotected I'm terrified but yes it is a good argument for most couples but why didn't he just get a vasectomy then well I guess if you want to have kids I don't know yeah this is the problem you see there's too many many, yeah and guys get very weird about procedures or or any sort of anything that happens down there you know yeah that's so true I don't know if I said it on this podcast before or if I said it on a different podcast but like guys oh I think I said it on this one but guys don't even they won't even get their health checked like you won't go to the doctor if you have like something seriously wrong with you so there's no you're not gonna go to get like Be proactive about yeah, it. you're not proactive well you're not like gonna go and like get pills subscribed or like look after your con like that's the least if you're not going over like lumpy balls or just get your prostate checked you're not going yeah yeah it's usually the women in their lives who really have to push them and be like you need to get your annual or like go get your teeth done or something you know i had i had shoulder pain i mean like terrible shoulder pain to the point of like when i would play basketball or exercise my my right shoulder felt like so fatigued afterwards and like this dull burning pain in it as if someone had just like punched me inside of the ball and socket of my shoulder for four years. I like, I couldn't sleep on my right side. I was chronically in always some sort of pain to the point where I forgot what it was like to not be in pain every single day. And then eventually I was, I tried, you know, some uh, physical therapy and stuff and nothing ever really helped. And I just, was like i guess this is how i am the rest of my life for four years and then eventually i got an mri and they're like yeah you have a torn labrum and it's been torn for an extended probably four years and you have to get shoulder surgery and so i had shoulder surgery like i don't know i guess it was two two or three years ago now and it took like a full year for me to you know build up the strength in it but now it's like my arm is stronger than ever and i can the fact that just like little things like i'll catch myself being like oh my god i'm not in pain oh my god i'm sleeping on my right side and and i'm not in pain like it, the fact it, it's like i appreciate life all of all over again you know what i mean you know when you hurt your eye and you and you can't see out of it and then all of a sudden you're like god and then all of a sudden it's fixed and now you're like i can see i can see <laughs> like you appreciate it I know. I think that I definitely think that's a man thing, but I think that's also an Irish thing too, because I know like my eyesight just got worse while I was watching TV and then I was just living with it kind of blurry. And then my stepmom was like, you should just get your eyes checked. And I was like, well, well, I'm here. And then I did and I got glasses and TV is way better, but I would have just lived my life with a blurrier TV. (laughs) And it's weird too, because I have like, I, I have this weird thing where I'm like, I have a high threshold for pain where like I, I can deal with a lot of pain, um, but also I will vocalize that pain. I will complain about being in pain out loud a lot, but I, I'm, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a weird thing where it's like you're in pain um, and you're complaining about it, but you're dealing with it at the same time. So it's like a strange, like tough, but not tough at all. But maybe as well, it's just like nice having something to complain about that's not like too bad. You know, you're like, yeah, I like every every day I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Sometimes I'm not tired. I just like to say it. It's fun being to say you're tired because here's the thing. Everybody is always tired. Always. Nobody yeah. even because if you sleep three hours, you're you're tired. If you sleep like 15 hours, yeah. then you're overtired. So then you're even more groggy. So it's like there's no amount of sleep that you won't be tired. No. 
there's too much anxiety in the world as well I just can't I can't sleep through a whole night's sleep I wake up and I'm like did I do that and like my life's not even that really I am that's my one blessing in life I could sleep I mean I sleep I just sleep eight hours that's my thing but but I could if if I don't set an alarm I could sleep for 11 hours like uh, since I was a kid I've been able to do that that's amazing I would if I don't sleep set an alarm I'll sleep forever but I'll I wake up every couple of hours but then I'll go back to sleep which is apparently very bad for your REM so I don't have like a full night's sleep but I could yes. just stay in bed forever touch wood but um I actually last night I stayed I started seeing someone and so I was over in his house but I woke up from a dream but I was like laughing out loud and I was like oh my god he's gonna think I'm like a psycho it was like 5 a.m and I was just like like <laughs> laughing like a creep and then I realized I was like what am I doing <laughs> But something really funny happened in the dream. So I love that. I like when you can wake up from it and be like, that was a fun thing that I like, created in my mind. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he was probably like, what the fuck? Because I'm just like, ha 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 ha. Okay, what are other. That's it. That's all the male contraception. Yeah, I think female. I think that males rely heavily on the female uh, <laughs> to, to, to stop. You know what I mean? Because the guys are like, listen. Be- I can't get pregnant. It's like it's a very selfish, dumb thing that men do. But we're like, we'll put a condom on. We're not getting surgeries. We're not taking pills. You figure it out. It's definitely more an American thing to put a condom on, though. And I think, and not even that much. Like what you're saying is more rare. So I think, like I can guarantee you, most guys, any guy that I line up and if if they're gonna have sex and I say you don't have to wear a condom, it's grand. They'll just, they won't even ask if I'm on the pill. They'll be like, great. Like, I mean, they, there's definitely more risk averse for sure. Like they don't, it's not even sure. thinking about STDs. See now I, I get so paranoid with that. My thing would be like, I would ask, I would ask more questions. If you were like, if you were like, <laughs> oh, you don't have to wear a condom. I'd be like, now I'm going to wear two. Cause there seems, that seems too, it seemed too easy. It see it was, that was too simple of a thing, you know? yeah no okay but secretly i'd be like hell yeah but also why 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 like you need to answer that why if it's like because who gives a shit then you're like nope condom but if it's like you know if all of a sudden it's like uh you know i don't know i don't know it just seems i'd be very suspicious i'd be like who are you on birth control and are you sure you're on birth control are you trying to trap me you know what i mean like you never and you've always very I've known people yeah. that that's happened to, so you have to be careful. And then um, I had a guy once who was like, he wanted to do it without a condom and he kept like bringing it up because he couldn't keep it hard with the condom on. But he never asked for, like I'd asked for STD results before that, I think. I'd be very, yeah, yeah I'd want to see. Um, now yeah. I didn't ask for his in hindsight, but I'm, he, I wasn't pushing for it. He was pushing for it. And I was like, I'm not on the pill. And he was like, we could just do pull out. I'm like, this is very risky. There is a thing, though, about condoms where it feels like sometimes there are it feels like there's some sort of chemical in the condom that will make you lose an erection. I don't know what it is. It just feels as though like the only I feel like of the times that I've of I've lost an erection, a lot of those times have been condom related. That's interesting, though, because that was something else I wanted to speak about was like guys losing erections. So do you think so? I I thought a bunch of guys I've dated have been like, oh, I find it hard to keep it hard to be hard with the condom on. And I always thought that was just like a ploy to them trying not to use the condom. So that's a real thing. 
Well, it it, it it definitely is that, but also it is. I think I think it's both because there there is a, there's just a loss of sensitivity. So it's like you know, and then once your body heat gets too high, then it's like you know, then there, there's no sensitivity. But I think that ninety five percent of the guys who lose an erection, it is ninety five percent mental, where it's like either they're stressed, they're thinking about something else, they're thinking about like or or the worst question a guy can ask themselves is am i am i fully hard you know what i'm saying because if you're like because if you're in that middle period where you have some some structure but it's still loosey-goosey and everything you're like do 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 am i and then if you have to ask yourself that then it's gone then it's over because then right after that you're like i don't think i am am i and meanwhile you're not focusing you're not being present and then next thing you know you're just you know a chewed up piece of bubble gum and you got nothing and it's it what you're saying is the exact same for women when they try to orgasm when they try when they overthink it then it's like oh it's gone it's kind of like you're 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 putting the negativity out there so then it's too stressful you can't yes Yes. And the more you think about it, the worse it gets. So you have to like fully reset yourself and can't force it. And how do you think women should act around that? Because like, obviously, because I do the podcast, I'm very understanding with that stuff. But I know like the guy I'm seeing now, he was with a girl who would like was kind of offended when he wouldn't come but he was just like it just takes me a while to get comfortable with someone. So I guess that's the same similar uh, example of like, let's say if someone is like, you know, not keeping it hard. Um, I guess what's your advice to the women on how to deal with that and how to act? I have I have great advice. Uh, and, and it's advice that I think is universal for every single man. If that ever happens, and you're with a guy, that ever happens, um, it's more of what not to do, I should say, than what to do. First thing you should never do is say the words, what's wrong? Because what's wrong is just an atom bomb of of anxiety and or like, was it me? You know what I mean? Once you start, it's 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 adorable that I feel like women always think it's like, oh, it's because of me. And I'm you don't think I'm attractive and stuff like that. It's like it, it's I, it would be such an easy solution if it were you. But it's not you. And and it's 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 hilarious that you think it is and I wish it were because then it would be an easier thing. But yeah, it's always if anyone's ever like, "Oh, what's wrong?" <laughs> and you're like, "Well, everything now. Everything's wrong." But um I would say the best the best things are just like, you know, be understanding, understand that it's not your fault and that the guy also doesn't want to not have an erection. So it's no one's happy in this situation. But um, and I think it's just a matter of like, you have to essentially go back to starting the process all over again, like the foreplay, you have to start back from the beginning, you can't just be like, I'm talking from like making out like just go rebuild the whole thing, get his mind off of it. Because if you're just kind of like, should I? What should I? Do you think it's gonna be? The more you talk about it, the more he thinks about it, the less it's gonna it's gonna work. Yeah, I agree with you. I've had two partners recently enough. Um, one was like back back a while ago, but like, but the way he handled it, I didn't think was very well. He would want me to do all these fucking stuff to try and keep it going, like it'd be like oh it wouldn't work and then he would take the condom off and he'd be like can you blow it can you do this ball work and I'm all happy to do that but then all of a sudden he'd be like can you titty wang can you fucking like jump around and I'm like this is too and it, you know and it, it frustrated me because it was let's say three months of having sex and I was like okay this is he's not getting more comfortable this isn't working I kind of was hoping like he would maybe take a tablet 
um, like take yeah. those responsibilities into his own hands. Um, and I, so then with that experience, he didn't, he never took a tablet, but the person I'm seeing now, he told me he has performance anxiety at the start. But so when he lost it the first night we had sex, I was just like, okay, I'm just going to like, I was like, what, what, what do you need me to do? And he was like, I just need a moment. Do you mind if I wank? And I was like, wank away. And so I just like touched yeah. myself while he was wanking. I was like, this is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. And then he, and then he, now he's comfortable. So it's fine. But he also, he took a tablet the next time we were having sex that he knew like a blue chew. Have you heard of this? Yeah. Yeah. And of he course. was just like, he was like, yeah, like, it's great. I just need to know when we're having sex until I'm comfortable with you. And I was like, fucking Bluetooth was amazing see that that's a great that's a great way to like like approach that i think is because here's the thing oh, let me just close the thing. here's the thing because the first time that you do sorry my cat was crying that's a close the door um the the first time that you do um you know when you go into the next time having sex that's what's going to be in the back of the guy's mind a hundred percent like i don't care if they're like the you know, oh, no, that was just a one-time thing. Doesn't matter. There's a thing of like, oh no, is it going to happen again? So I think something like that, like a blue chew, is actually a good idea because then it it's the steroids for a moment where you're like, I'm back, baby, and then you just get. It's more for confidence than for actual, you know, the physical thing. But you got to be careful because I also know a kid who like exclusively he takes them every single time he has sex, every time for 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 years, and so he's like you know he's dependent on them a and also it's like those aren't the best like ways to have like you don't want an erection that lasts three hours you know what i mean it's like you don't nobody no guy no girl no one wants to have three hours of like sex it's just that is just simply too much no it's too much i'd have like my eyes would burst when i orgasm too much little bits of red comes in my face i think it's like my (laughs) blood vessels bursting so, like, <laughs> burst of capillaries yeah the first time we had sex with the bluetooth thing after a while because i'll just keep orgasming and i was like i fucking can't i was like yeah. i can't we can't go anymore and he was like yeah. okay cool like and he did his thing but like the next morning i had like red dots around my eyes and i it's hilarious but yeah and now he's getting more comfortable so i don't think it's going to be like a yeah, but I yeah, I it's think nice it's just to mix in every once in a while if you're on like some vacation or something. You know, and the other thing too that a lot of guys get is it's you know, it's the the whiskey dick, you know, like if a guy gets too drunk or something like that. Yes, yes. The first time we went to have sex, we'd had half a bottle of whiskey as well. So he was like, Oh, I think we should wait because I really like you. But like in the back of his head, he was thinking about the whiskey dick. And then if you tell a woman to wait, I ne- I always wait. But if you tell me we're waiting, we're having fucking sex. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's the thing, too, where you go like um, I think it's like a, it, it's one half for the other. You could have the guys who either get whiskey dick where they're like they just there's nothing you can do. The person will never get hard or it's the opposite where you're like they can be hard and they'll have but they'll never come they'll just have they could just have hours of sex because they can't feel anything you know what i'm saying so it's like either way is not great but it's a pick your poison so so what's the reason then for not coming like i know the performance anxiety is just like probably stressing in your head and also diet helps a lot and we had a girl on as well she talked about different diets as well but um our like heart pressure or some shit like that and cholesterol that can affect your erections. But what about coming? Why is that? Coming is, a, I think, 100% like, uh, it's like a physical 
sensitivity thing, you know, because like I was saying, like, I think, and this is, this is me not knowing anything about anatomy or, or science, but I think that it's like the feeling, um, you know, it, the more, let's say if you have a condom on, right? So you're already dulling your sensitivity, right? And then you start having a lot of sex and you're like sweating when you're having sex. But if you're like really sweating and you build up a thing, then it's like your body heat is the same as your dick heat. It's the same as if you're inside of a vagina or outside of a vagina. There's no, so you can't, your dick can't tell Am I in? Am I in somebody, or am I in the air because I'm sweating? So I'm so hot. It's better if you're like a little cold, because then your your body is like, oh, I feel a chill on my body, but my dick is very warm. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like it's there's there's a simple. I think it's just a uh, it's a sensitivity thing. So put the aircon on. Yes. Yeah. I just have it on. I have a fan. But also, but also here's the other thing. Uh, cold makes the dick shrink. So you got to be careful. So you can't be too hot. I mean, you can't but be- is that not cold? Like jumping into a, a river cold, not like air conditioning. No, cold. no, but you could have, you could have, if you have, have a guy here, do this, test this with your boyfriend. You, you, you put him, put him on the bed, make him get an erection and then turn on the air conditioner and see how fast <laughs> it'll go away. It's blowing right on him. It'll, he's got like a minute or two before it starts to lose structure. That's amazing. Okay. This is so good to learn. I love this. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I've heard guys say as well, like uh, gir- girls have been like, is it me? And it's so stressful. It's never you. You're like a naked no. lady. So yeah, yeah. Almost any guy could. Yeah, there's. it's never a woman. As long as you're, you know, the only thing I will say and the only uh, time in terms of saying like something like that is if there's someone who has like terrible hygiene i would say you know if if there's a ridiculously overpowering odor that absolutely can kill uh an erection i'm sorry but that can also dry up a pussy (laughs) yeah and that too and yeah if it's like that (laughs) yeah of of both ways it works both ways so you know proper hygiene i think is, is pretty big that's that's key for sure um and so i had this is just a separate question that popped in my head that's completely not so you're with your wife what 13 years you said um it's i think it's now i mean it's like we keep it just from like when we met so i think it's around it's closer to 15 jesus you're the longest term relationship i know in new york that can't be true i don't know anybody else who's longer than 15 years do i Mike Cannon met so. his girlfriend when he was 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So the mics, basically <laughs> mics yeah, yeah. commit. <laughs> yes. Find yourself a nice mic. They commit. Oh, I was I did, I did. was seeing a committophobe mic, so. Ah, um, so there's always one that outlier. One, that one, yeah. yeah. But, um, uh, but he didn't call himself Mike. He called himself something else, a different a variation of that. Um, Not but, Mikey, right? Yeah, yeah, Mike. Oh no, <laughs> that's the worst kind of Mike. Anybody? There's nobody that I know named with the name Michael goes by Mikey. And if anyone, anyone that ever calls me Mikey, it's like that's what someone says to a Mike when they want to piss them off. Like, hey, Mikey, like you're yeah. talking to him like they're a baby. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. uh, it's the worst. Yeah, I should have known. <laughs> yeah. But there is there is Mikey Day who's on Saturday Night Live, so I guess it's working for him. But yeah, well, just him. We can only have one Mikey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so when Casey and Courtney were on, 
people had messaged in questions for like a married couple and one of them that I was scared to ask them was um is your partner the best sex you've ever had and they both said yes like hands down definitely the best sex I've ever had would it bother you if your wife had had better sex than you oh that's a good question I mean I guess I guess it wouldn't I mean obviously there's the there's the competitive thing of being like I want to be the best but if you know if she decided to marry me and settle down, it's it's obviously good enough to stay with, you know, because that has to be a factor when you're when you're marrying someone. You're like, is the sex good enough to you know only have this for the rest of my life? And so I think that's like a usually it's usually a pretty good. Very rarely I feel like do people get married and they're like, oh, our sex life is terrible, but we love each other. And you're like, well, that's not gonna be what? That's not a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I don't know. Yeah. I would definitely want to be the best, I think. Of course. Yeah, I mean, of course you want to be, but it's like, but if you, in, it's kind of that thing where they're like, uh, you know, um, what's that thing? There was like, I remember there was a fucking, when I used to watch wrestling as a kid, they had this storyline of this guy, you know, the female wrestler, she was married to another male wrestler, but then there was like the storyline of her maybe like, cheating on him with another wrestler and that they were dating and the guy was like hey man she goes and sees you during the day but at night she's in my bed and you're like okay all right at the end of the night and it's like that's a, you guys are in a very terrible relationship but all right you know it's still you know at the end of the day it's, you know it's what it is so i don't know it's bizarre but i guess if it's so bad then then you have way bigger problems to worry about yeah no i couldn't be with someone where the sex is bad i would need it to be great um, but it yeah. was because both Casey and Courtney were like, yes, straight away. And then, but I had two other guests on before and I can't remember who, but I remember them saying like that they've had like better one night stands and it's not their partner, but that I guess that maybe the sex with their partner was more intimate. So I guess it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. There's for sure. I mean, they're like, um, I, I just think it's, I think it's more important to not have the worst sex you know what i mean like if the worst sex is your partner then that's that's a big problem yeah okay i'll tell you i'll tell you why i was thinking this too and i don't know if i'll keep this in the podcast but i'll definitely keep it in for the patreon heads but <laughs> okay. so the guy that i'm seeing now is the best sex i ever had because it's like vagina and clitoral usually i only come because i'm like touching myself but like sure. it was just like i'm telling you these fucking blue shoes but um i and I said to him a couple of times, and he's like really dorky and geeky and stuff. Um, so I've and I'm very like open sexually, like I'll like do everything and like, you know, like passionate and stuff. And he said, like, oh, you're so passionate, you say my name, no one's ever said that and stuff. And um, I said to him, I was like, You're the best sex I've ever had. And then he didn't say anything. And then like I text him and I was like, seriously, this is like the best. And he was like, um, yeah, it's so good. And I was like, Oh, I'm not the best. He's hot. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then I don't know when to I don't know what's not good for me. I have to fucking ask. So I this is right happened right before the podcast. Um and I texted him and I was like, "Oh no, I want to be the best you've ever had. So let me know what I need to do to great. like please you. That's I'll great. do whatever you want." Um just ask me and he goes, "Okay, like I love that you're doing ball work. That's amazing. So like just keep it up." And then I went the answer I was looking for was you are the best I've had. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so I call he goes, he goes, what what? And I called him and I was like, I'm just like, I for me, it's just so amazing and intimate. I'm like, I don't know, like, what is the best you've ever had? And he was like, oh, it's just a thing that 
she did and i'm like oh my god what have i got myself into uh, now he's yeah now he's now he's he's digging himself a hole but everything up until that point i was like that's great i think your response was great i think he he's <laughs> being open for pushing it and i was like okay because i'm like thinking okay and he said to me he's never felt about anybody the way he feels about me so i know and he also said to me i'm everything he wants in a partner and he's looking for something long term so we're grand wow. yeah we're good yeah. we're good on all that what's the also, what's the what's the age difference He's only 27 and I'm 30. Okay, that's not bad. But he said he's like sick of dating. He's done it a bunch. He's dated a bunch. Sure. He's, he's very romantic. He's like very sensitive. He wants like, sure. he likes mind. He like already like just minds me. And it's only been like a short period of time, but he's definitely like, I have strong feelings for you. You know, he's articulated that. But he's like a comedy fucking fan. He saw me at a show a couple of years ago. Um, and he's been following me. Oh, since. that's well, that's good that you like that he already and he's not trying to be a comic himself. No, no, right? no, no. He's then a filmmaker, great. but he's like obsessed with it. He knows who you are. He knows who everybody is. Like, he's no probably, shit. He's probably fucking DM'd you, to be honest. Oh, he shares that's, like he DMs. I love this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he's a goof. And he's just like so kind. Everything is like the best. But, but. Maybe. Hold on. And just for a quick interjection, maybe if he knows who I am, that he got the blue chew from because they're one of the sponsors of my podcast. So maybe right. they, maybe he because I got you get a free order on my podcast. <laughs> Look at right. that. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be, he'd be like, and, you know, there's this podcast called Are You Garbage? And I'm like, they're my friends. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, I love when non-comedy fans are like, have you heard of this thing? It's yeah. called like Flagrant 2 with Andrew Schultz. And you're like, yeah, yeah, I, I think it, I think a couple people listen. <laughs> yeah so um but yeah so with all of that I of course right before we have this podcast I go okay well what is it that this person did that was the, the best and he goes it's just a specific one thing and I'm like okay tell me and he was like oh she like you know she took off the condom and let me come in her mouth but it's really crass and I don't want you to I don't want I don't expect you to do that and I'm like oh. This is like just something someone did. Why wouldn't you just yeah. say, yes, you're the best. And then when we're more comfortable, ask me, can you come in my mouth? Now I know about this girl. And it's my own fault for fucking asking. But I mean, like, as well for him, I don't know. There could have been a bit more cop on there. I also think that that's not that, like, in an, uh, innovative of a move to, like you said, to not just say, yes, you're the best as well. Because it's like, it's not like she's like, oh, and then she would dangle upside down and i would uh i would shoot my cum from across her the fact that it's like oh i would just come in her mouth you're like that's not that's what makes it the best sex you ever had that to me isn't that like you know yeah, great i thought he was gonna say something like well it's just like such strong feelings for her and like we'll <laughs> yeah, get yeah, there. Yeah. that's what i was thinking so i was like uh, that nearly upset me more because i was like you fucking uh, like our sex is so intimate it, yeah. I've been so fucking like good with not to be giving you an award, but like, like I like I've been like working through the, like trying to make him feel comfortable with the performance anxiety, and it's fine, and that's like what I should do. But I was like, you know, here's and like it, the sex is amazing. We do a bunch of positions. I'm fucking shoving his balls in my mouth. Like how? <laughs> what else do you want me to do? <laughs> Apparently now you know. Now you know. I guess like, what it's like. That's also uh... such a weird. That's a. I mean, you know. Teach their own, I guess, but that's such a funny thing to be like. That's the difference maker between the good, the you know, great sex and the best sex he's ever had. I know. Yeah, I don't. I like. I'll obviously I'll talk to him after this. But like literally, it was right before you. And when you signed in, my face was so red because I could feel. I don't know if you noticed, but I was worked. I did up. not. Oh, <laughs> I I get so like worked up, and like I know it. You know where you're like 
don't pick this spot. It's going to scare. I can't help myself. I'm just like, I, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. But well, you know, I'm sure he'll say there. He'll, I'm sure he'll learn to fucking lie. He goes, I just don't want to lie. I'm like, no, lie. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Once in a while, just lie for the betterment of everybody, you know. Yeah, but look, everything else is perfect. So I'll just have to. Oh, so frustrating. Just say I'm the best. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now you have a, an objective. You know what I mean? You can fucking make him. You know what I mean? That's what you should do next time. But don't even let him come next time. Just be like before he does. Be like, you got to say I'm the best. Otherwise, that's it. You, yeah. you, you know. Be like, yeah. damn. Then it just turns into some weird dominatrix bdsm shit you know but... yeah, i just start beating him <laughs> yeah yeah put him in a the suit. Best. <laughs> yeah 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 and i feel bad because he's literally told me i'm like the best partner he's had so like what do i want do i want like a's and everything yes yes i do of course <laughs> but yeah You're i'm sure people i'm sure it'll be fine it'll resolve itself and it's my ego too but it's just like i love sex so much and i put in such an effort that i just felt like i was like he could have been like called me a cunt and i would have handled that better yes yeah i understand because that's such a because it is though it's such an intimate you know revealing vulnerable thing sex in general and just you being naked and all this stuff so to be like oh no this was good i mean i've had better but this was like good you're mm. like ah, because even if it wasn't it's like you don't have to tell me that i know and then it's like no, better just because of one cross thing i'm like yeah and i wouldn't call that cross but he could just be like no this is the best but like there is this thing that i really like and if you could do that i'd be like yeah i want to do it but don't, now it's like oh now if i go do it it's like it's this girl that did this well, thing I'll tell you what, you both will be thinking about it the next time. It'll both, it'll be like, you're going to be like, she's, he's going to be going, do you think she's going to let me? And then you're going to be like, fuck, should I let him? And then if I do, will he, will he be thinking of her? It's like, it, it's a mental mind fuck. We're both going to have performance anxiety next time we fuck. And I'm 100% not letting him come in my mouth. Sorry yeah. to his weird exy girl, whoever that is, but I will eventually. Yeah, like but that. now, now not for a while, pal. Now we're holding it off. There we go. I like I'm that so tactic of being like, now you can, that's your thing with that chick. We got our own, we're going to make our own thing. It's going to be better than that. Yeah. I'm fucking Irish. I'm stubborn. Now you're, now you're not getting that for ages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. Settled. So that's it. So really there's, we spoke about male contraception, male ED. What are other things male struggle with, with sex? Um... I don't know. What do they struggle with? I guess like, uh, I don't know. I mean, with sex wise, there's always like, I feel like, and this is different, I guess, of a one night stand in a relationship, but I think it's nobody wants, nobody ever wants to hurt anybody's feelings when it comes to sex or like, you know, anything. But I think it's important to be like, if there's something you don't like that you should like get it out there or like if there's something you do like even more be like this is what i prefer because nobody wants to be like i don't think anybody would like have you ever taken it personally if a guy's like oh i actually would prefer if you did this instead of that like no, no one ever is like oh well I, this is what i do you know what i mean you just you're you're always like oh good thank god good to know yeah. this is great like it's so much more helpful it's so like i i would prefer like that that's the perfect way those situations should be handled i would be fair if i'm going down on a guy and he's like oh actually can you like use your tongue on my head like i don't know or whatever can you do this can you like go go because each guy i've blown has wanted it a different way and like mm-hmm. 
the way they wanted it I've been like oh I didn't even think of that because the last person didn't want it like there's some guys who want it like really fast there's some guys who want it slow they just want the head they want you to try and deep throat and if they don't yeah. communicate that you're just going off whatever the last bloke wanted yeah 100 percent. everybody's every dick is different like a nice every snowflake different. <laughs> yeah. yeah and when did you um when how did you know that you would want this would be the last question i'll ask you but how did you know that you would want to marry your wife um i first off i it, it was it was just like, you know, we met early when I was in college and I, I still maintain that like this relationship feels faster than, than some of the four month relationships I was in previous to her. Because I was very much in like a, I was always like a girlfriend guy, you know, mm -hmm. I was never very good at one night stand, you know, emotionless sex kind of a guy. But I was always like more interested in the flirting and the courting phase and then when it's like you know it's like a, a tiger it's like you once once you get the the animal you're like now i don't even i don't really want it anymore i just like the chase you know the thrill of the chase so i was always like one month relationship two month relationships i was i never was in a, a relationship that was even a year long and not even close i don't even think the long the longest relationship before this one wasn't even six months i don't think i was always just like quick 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 relationships and then on to the next but so that was obviously a thing when all of a sudden I looked up one day and four had gone by. You're like, oh, wow, Jesus Christ. But uh, I think also just, I mean, you know, we're so compatible in so many different ways. The sex is great. She's super supportive. She was there. I met her before I did comedy. So she, like, we built an entire relationship before, you know, a couple of years before I did that. So she was there for my first stand-up set. So she, you know, and also we're both, um, we're both only children uh, which is weird because I realized if we ever had kids, they would have no aunts, no uncles, and no cousins. Isn't that bizarre? Yeah. But um, but they uh, because of that, I think it's it's perfect if you're in comedy, if you're a comedian, to find somebody who's an only child because with that one thing that get gives them is independence, and they're used to being independent. They're used to being alone and how to make up their own time and not be so dependent upon like if they're like a middle child they're gonna be like you know i, I need every you know so it's with with erica it was that when i used to do stand-ups every night and she'd be like great you go do stand-up i'm gonna watch my television shows that i want and get ready and hang out and go to bed that kind of thing so it, it really um it really worked out and she also you know we have a lot of the similar interests and and we both love to travel so much so it's it's been it's been great yeah, she's amazing. She's so supportive. You're, you two are like couple goals, especially for uh, seeing as a comedian. No, because it's definitely you want to have someone like she's so supportive. She's so nice to comedians. And she's like kind of in the background as well. She kind of lets you do your thing. Um, yeah, she's, she's very she's more shy than I am and stuff, which I think brings out my personality. Even it makes me like let even more, you know, out outspoken just to overcompensate for her being, you know, like more introverted. But it's it's uh i will say and my couple goals were my grandparents because if it wasn't if i my grandparents weren't in my life then i would never have gotten married because obviously my parents got divorced and it's like you know 50 percent of people get divorced so you're like what's even the fucking point but um my grandparents they met when they were like you know it's like it just this their story is something out of like the notebook you know they they met when they were like eight in Queens or something and then he was going off to war and um, you know they like you know they when he came they came back they were 
completely poor and completely broken. She made her wedding dress out of his parachute from the war. Um, and then, yeah, crazy, right? And then for their 65th wedding anniversary, that's how long, they were actually married 67 years, but at their 65th wedding anniversary, she put the wedding dress back on and it still fit her. The same thing 65 years later because she just was a cute little old, you know, short little lady. And and they were the most in love people, you know, because you think of like every even in television sitcoms, it's like an old the old grandparents. It's like everybody has the um, the everybody loves Raymond sort of mindset where it's like grumpy grandpa. Ah, shut up, grandma. You know, like they all just, it's like a fighting learn to live with each other thing. But these two were really I mean, as close to soulmates and happy, and they were always very expressive of love. And my grandfather was a police officer, was in World War II, was born in 1920. So he had every reason to be like a cold, reserved, feelings introvert. And he was the exact opposite. He was like, he was always telling people he loved them. He was very generous. He, he not racist at all, which again, you're like, anybody born in 1920, if you're racist, you get a pass. You know what I mean? Like it was 1920. Like now there's no excuse. But the fact that it's like he had every reason to be like a bad guy and or at least, you know, someone a lot with a lot um, less expressive of their feelings. He was more expressive of his feelings than I am. So it's, uh, you know, so it's it's crazy. But he was but it was there were like the goals where I'm like, well, if, if they if I'm watching their love, then it is a uh, it is possible. That's amazing. Do you believe in soulmates? I don't, I get, I mean, I, I guess technically, I, I think that it's like, you know, I don't know if it's a thing where it's like, oh, only one person on the entire planet you could be compatible with. But I do think there is a thing where it's like, you know, I would find it hard to believe that I have a, a soulmate in the Philippines right now. You know what I'm saying? Just because, and there's nothing yeah. to do with that. It's just, it's more to do with like, we literally are from different worlds. Like the way that you're raised, the culture, the society, the music, the television, the the family, everything is yeah. the food. Everything is so different that like it may be exciting and fun because you're like, this is your world, this is mine, and and we both go together well. But it, at, at a deeper level of like growing up and stuff and being like, oh, I grew up. Well, I was I did this. I would ride bikes and do this. And they're like, we never did that. Like, you know, it's it, I feel like it's the, the further away. And the, if you're living in a different culture, a different country and stuff, I feel like it's harder to really get that deep connection. Like, you know, when you would you would be a kid, you'd be in, you know, fifth grade or whatever. And, and you you'd see a boy that you all of a sudden you you feel like you fall head over heels for just because it's like, oh, he's he's in my neighborhood and he fucking, you know, and he we, we ride the bus together and you just have that like it's a weird. I don't know. I don't know how to really uh, verbalize it, but I, I, I would say that I think that uh, I definitely think that there's somebody out there for everybody, but it doesn't always have to be one person. Yeah, I agree with you. I think there's a bunch of people and I think you can work on it. But I think this is going to be corny as fucking hell. But I think like there's something to do with chemistry, not just sexual chemistry where you're like bang and goodbye. But do you ever meet someone and just click with them straight away? And it's like you feel like you might have known them in a past life because why are you clicking? So it's like as if your soul's 
like you were like they had ha- hung out before maybe and they mm-hmm. had chats and they had tea and like by the time you and you're physically meet you, you just feel like you know you have friends like that sometimes that you're just like is yeah. this friend like my friend soulmate i just you click with them so straight away i feel like certain people you know what i mean where it's like you know obviously like i hang out a lot with with my canon and brendan sagalo and stuff but it, it's weird because a lot of people will see you know i've been doing the podcast with mike for five years now but people will go like, oh, you guys grew up together? And we're like, no, we've, we've only met each other now probably seven or eight years ago. But like, you know, it was really not that long ago. Brendan, Brendan didn't even... Brendan wasn't at mine or Mike's wedding. Isn't we didn't even bad? know... I didn't even know Brendan in 2015. Yeah, and you three are so close. That's like me and my roommate. I feel like we're friends, soulmates for sure. But even... So we're from different cultures. She's from Peru. I'm from here. But we've very similar family trauma. Um, and we're both she says we're both the same because we're both Libras I don't fall into that belief but we are both very indecisive we're late for everything and um, procrastinate and stuff like that so there is similar but we just when we go things happen to us at the same time like if I meet someone and I'm like falling for someone she's met someone and she's falling for if I'm dating like a dickhead who's like treat me really bad and turns out to have like had a girlfriend she's going through the same thing and we're like what the fuck is going on so we do have very similar sometimes I'm like, am I fake? And I'm just like, I'm like in a coma yeah, and I couldn't think of an original storyline for you. So I just gave you mine. <laughs> just a parallel universe where they're alternately yeah. existing. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So I definitely think there's like vibes or something. I don't know. I also just watch Soul on Disney. So I'm like, we're souls. Me too. <laughs> me too. Yeah, me too. I, it was a great movie. Oh my God, it's so good. I didn't cry though. So I don't know what that says about me, but I thought Neither it was brilliant. Did I. Neither did I. I yeah. everyone, everyone was like, you know, Mike was like, I cried like a baby. Sagalo was like, I was bawling the whole time. I was like, when? I know when it ended. And I was like, oh, I must have watched the wrong version because I didn't watch yeah. the version that makes you cry. <laughs> I didn't know what yeah, was yeah. going on. There's very few. I'll tell you what recently, one of the only I uh, that got me uh, going or like, you know, as close to a cry, maybe got me like a little glassy eyed in the frog throat. But I didn't actually like, you know, cry, cry. But um, we watched a Beautiful Mind. I, I rewatched a Beautiful Mind, but Erica had never seen a Beautiful Mind, which is a, a Russell Crowe movie from with Renee or Jennifer Connelly from 2003 or something. And it's about this guy who is a absolute genius. Um, but he's schizophrenic yeah yeah Yeah. right but there's a scene in it where he's you know it's right after the audience finds out that all these people that he's been talking to have been hallucinations the whole time and he's in the mental hospital and you know his wife goes on this journey to find all of these missions that he's been on and she finds all these letters that he thought the government was reading and they're still in the mailbox and they haven't even been fucking seen and they're still sealed and then he comes in there and he's still so sick and he's trying to tell her like all right, so you got to get me out of here because they're listening and blah, 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 blah. And then she takes out the stuff and she puts it on the table and then she has to like tell him and she has this whole scene where she's like, and you know, and the more he's spiraling, be like, no, listen, 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 listen. She just keeps like, you know, she starts crying and she's like, you're sick, you're sick, honey. And she's like, and this whole like beautiful scene of her telling him that he's like trying like the heartbreak that she feels and the guilt that she feels as a person in love with somebody with that disease it was like oh it was such a moving scene. and she won an academy award for it and i don't know where jennifer connelly is now but she deserves way more because that would that would that scene alone some people should just go watch that one scene of them in the in the hospital where she tells him that you know where she tries to break it to him that he's tries to get it through his head and and then there's also on his end it's like the betrayal and the shock and the disbelief oh it's just beautiful 
beautiful acting. Great job. That's devastating. Okay, I'm going to put that on my to-do list. But I think yeah. I get scared watching mental health stuff because then I'm always like, am I going to lose my mind? <laughs> well, here's the thing. If They always say it's like a common thing if you go... Because you ever did that thing that happens a lot in comedy where they go, uh, if you know, you feel like you're... You see comics who bomb all the time and they get off and they're like, I fucking killed that. Mm. And you're like... Are they crazy? And then you go, am I that person? Am I the person who's not good and just no one tells me and I don't realize it? But here's the reason that we're not. It's because we ask that question. Because the people who bomb all the time and think they're killing never think, am I bad at this? And and am I crazy? And that's why they are the crazy ones. And so if you're asking, if you're self-assessing a lot, then you're usually not. Good. Okay. That's good to know. That's what was one of my fears. I love my mind. Um, yeah. I, I did want to ask you though, when did you and Erica say I love you? Oh, that I actually remember very well because we were we were in it was in the middle of a fight. <laughs> we were at a I brought her, she came back to Long Island where I was from uh during like a college break and we she came to my friend's party for New Year's Eve and we were just like college kids. So we were just drinking so much and doing shots of everything and and um I don't even know what we got into a fight about, but I remember we went off into another bedroom to argue about something or whatever the fuck. And uh, we still laugh about it. I still make fun of her to this day about it. Cause the first way she said it, she was just like, she was like angry and stressed and trying to get her point across. And she's like, I don't know. It's just like, you know, sometimes it's just like, you know, like I fucking, like, I love you, you know? And then it was like, it was that moment where all of a sudden you're like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> so it was this really like a uh, cute, funny scene of that. us. Did yeah, you say yeah, it back straight like, away? I did. I did. Even though I feel like at that point I wasn't fully like sure. Like I was like, I really like this, you know, woman. You know what I mean? But I don't know if I was like fully like how I came to be probably immediately thereafter. But yeah. it was I was one of those things. I guess I just had never even thought about it to that point because it was still kind of like newish. We'd probably only been together for like four or five months or something at that point. So it wasn't too yeah. too deep in. But um But I feel like people say it. Some people say it within the first three months. Um, like yeah. I, I read this thing online, and it was like that a lot, a lot of couples say, yeah, within the first three months, which is like very new. I think it's it's such a big, you know, there's that there is that giddy excitement that you get when you're in a new relationship to where you're like, da- you always dance around it to be like, how do we end phone calls? Just okay, bye, you know, like, and then you know. <laughs> It's always who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna uh, move first, who's gonna say it first, and how's it gonna you know work out? Um, but yeah, there's definitely can be a thing where you say it way too early, and the other person's just like, uh oh, you know, like that raise a bunch of flags. But you know, um, thankfully, yeah, that that wasn't my situation. But yeah, that was just I, like I said, we still laugh about how she was just like, oh, I just fucking, you know, I love you, you know, <laughs> it's like such like a. <laughs> <laughs> like bros fighting like i love you bro yeah and she fist pumps you <laughs> yeah yeah and then we just went out to the other room and kept drinking we're in love but, uh, yeah 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 exactly well this was great yeah. can you tell the listeners where to find you i would love that you can follow me on social media all of them instagram specifically at i am mike feeney uh mike feeney comedy.com and uh, this you can go to uh, youtube.com slash mike feeney comedy i have my uh my 
first special, Rage Against the Routine, which is available for free, my stand-up special, and you got my podcast, got Irish Goodbye podcast, storytelling podcast with Mike Cannon, and I do um, Here's the Scenario, which is a podcast with Brendan Sagalow and Mike Cannon as well, and that's more of a silly, hypothetical kind of a thing. And so uh, check out either of those. And both those guys have been on the podcast, and people have loved them. So. Oh. No, I've had I've had all three. I was out for coffee with Brendan. We go for coffee like maybe once or twice a week, and then months ago, I was like, "Oh, I need to ask Mike uh, Feeney when you do the podcast." And then he was, we were out, and he was talking about. I think he was showing me a video you two did, and I was like, "Fuck, I never asked him." And and he was like, "Text him right now. Text him right now." Here we go. Well, we made it. I'm glad we made it work. This was fun. Yeah, this was great. So thanks so much for listening. So please follow Mike. Um, also, uh, if you want to sign up to the Patreon again, it's uh, the Patreon forward slash the shift podcast. And uh, if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing, that would help a lot. Or you just telling your friends about the podcast. I help so much. I know a couple of years have messaged me being like, we tell my friends. I thank you so much. That means the world to me. And um, also the other thing was, Oh right! Even if you just if you don't know how to rate or review, because I know a lot of people are on Spotify. If you just screenshot sharing in your story, I'll reshare it. Then if you tag me, and that would help loads. But yeah, other than that, thank you so much, and I love you all, and I hope you're having a lovely week. And I know some of you are listening um in a lockdown in Ireland. Some of you are listening in Australia, living your best life, lucky feckers. And some of you are listening in America, kind of the in between the two. But whatever situation you're in, I look, I hope you're well and I hope you're good. And I hope like, you know, that we're, we're going to get through all of this and I hope you're all well and watching your TV shows. If you're in lockdown in Ireland, I just started the magicians. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and if you haven't watched Bridgerton, do it, but do it knowing that you will touch yourself. So, and even some of the lads have been watching it and they've been telling me they loved it. So if you need a bit of a distraction now, if you're stuck down your lockdown, get your laptop up, go to your bedroom, watch the Elbridgeton or the magicians because it's just fun and silly. Um, but yeah, so yeah, hopefully you sign up to the Patreon. Um, and the only thing with the Patreon is that you can request kind of like what you'd like to hear from me as well to uh, going forward. But even just on the podcast, if there's stuff that you're like, I'd love these topics covered, like I, I do forget to check the email a lot. I need to get better at that, but just DM me. I always check my requests. So if there's something you're like, I, we really want you to talk about that. Um, please do go ahead and message me um, and I'll try my best to to go through everything. Someone did message me recently. They're enough like with a problem they had. And I did do that episode with Nimesh. I just haven't had a chance to put it up yet. So that will be coming soon as well. Other than that, love you. Have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. 